Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Father, we thank you for your Word. Thank you for your Word that brings light and understanding. Thank you for your Word is truth. Thank you because indeed this word is everlasting. It's not moved by seasons. It's eternal. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for healing in our midst. Thank you, Father, because as your word goes forth, it will indeed go ahead to achieve everything it has been sent to do. Let faith be stirred up in our midst in the name of Jesus. Let faith be stirred up in our midst in the name of Jesus. Let somebody be able to believe yet again that indeed there is nothing absolutely impossible for you to do. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Right. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All right. My job today is really to stir somebody's faith up. Amen to stir somebody's faith up that indeed what god's word says it would do it actually can do it amen scripture says there's nothing absolutely impossible it means there's nothing out of reach there's nothing that can escape the potency of the word as long as the word of god is applied then that word that situation must give way Scripture says that we have a name above what every other name that are the mention of the name of what Jesus every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord every name everything has a name amen the illness that has not yet been discovered has a name praise God the one that is right now has a name and scripture says that every name is subjected to what the name of jesus hallelujah so very quickly um i just want to run through just um some things and just to stir somebody's faith up hallelujah so let you know that god has not left you or god has not changed his mind about what he has put in the word of god hallelujah praise god all right Romans chapter 12 verse 2 Romans chapter 12 verse 2 it says be not conformed to this world but be what transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God hallelujah how many people are familiar with this scripture it says be not what conformed to this world but be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that word conformed, right, talks about don't, don't accept the dictates of this world. Hallelujah. Don't accept the traditions of this world. Don't accept what the world calls certain things. It says, so don't be conformed to this world. So it's thinking the way the world thinks its pattern of doing things its belief system because every single one of us acts in the direction of our belief hallelujah either consciously or unconsciously you are constantly acting out what you believe amen so scripture says don't be conformed to this world and it gives us a prescription it says but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so god was saying come higher than the world standards don't be conformed to the standards of this world there's something higher there is a greater reality amen let me turn to your neighbor and say there's a greater reality than what the world gives be what transformed by the renewing of your mind how do we renew our minds come on help me church how do we renew our minds be bold come on say it how do we renew our minds 
the word of God. The word of God. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. Proverbs chapter 4, from verse 20 to 22. All right, it says, My son, give attention to what? Come on, let's read this together. My son, give attention to what? My words. Incline your ear to my what? Sayings. Verse 21, it says, Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of what? Your heart. It says, Keep your gaze on my word. Keep your gaze on what I've told you. And scripture, you know, also says that what? Jesus is the word. Hallelujah. And that's why scripture says that we should look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So he's the beginning and the end. He's the starting point of where your faith lies. Hallelujah. And he's the one who will complete it. Amen. So he's the one who is, uh, he brings about, you know, um, your faith work and he ensures that he completes what, it, what exactly it is that you're believing him for. So it says, do not, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Treasure it. Amen. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Verse 23, it says, can we read this together? One, two, three, go. For they are life to those who find them. And what? Health to all their flesh. Another version says that, it, that they are medicine to our flesh. Amen. I'm sure everybody has taken at least one tablet before. One. Word will come like this. <laughs> Scripture says that the word of God is what? Medicine to our flesh. Health to our flesh. Hallelujah. So when Jesus, when, when the word says, you know, treasure this word. Keep it. Let Just gaze at it. Keep it in thy heart. So that the word can bring about life and health to your body. Amen. So this, the word of God is a source of life. Hallelujah. The, source, um, the word of God is also what? A source of health. So God has given us a divine prescription. Hallelujah. Divine what? Prescription to what? Life and health. Two things that we look up to on this earth. Hallelujah. So God has given us a prescription for life. How to live life. Not just life, you know, not just, um, you know, mortal life as it were. Amen. But spiritual, but everything, everything that qualifies as life. But there's a deep-seated in the bosom of your heart by which you function. Such that when something happens to you, when you have an illness or you have a... You know, we have been saying in the past few weeks, the word of God is truth. Hallelujah. We said the word of God is life. The word of God is what? Light. Hallelujah. John chapter 17, verse 17. And let's also look at John chapter 8, verse 32. It then becomes something you act out of the word of God in the way of every tribe. I haven't seen it before. You know, the word of God is eternal. Amen. And it means it existed before time and after time. Before, in time and after time. It's, you know, I put, put out something yesterday. I said, the potency of God's word is eternal, not seasonal. Amen. So the word of God is not strong and potent in some seasons and in other seasons of your life, it's not effective. That's not the word that God has given unto us. Amen. So it's forever potent. What it could do yesterday, it can do now. Hallelujah. If it could heal the sick yesterday, it can heal the sick now. And so sometimes we feel some, you know, different things out there. Some people think that healing has gone away, you know, with the time of Jesus. Amen. Or certain people just believe that this healing, it's not really for everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I want to just quickly jump into certain myths. Hallelujah. Someone say to, my, say to yourself, God is concerned about my health. 
Come on, say it like you believe it. God is concerned about my health. That you may prosper and what? Be in good health. Hallelujah. But you see, our experiences have fashioned something different for us as we grow up in life. Maybe you have seen a family member, you've seen a loved one who has had this particular ailment for years. And somewhere in your mind, based on what you have seen, based on what you have experienced, you tell yourself, God doesn't really heal everyone. Or we go to another side and we say, maybe it's actually God's will. But the question I want to ask you is, if Jesus came to die for our sins, amen, and he came to take sin, came to take sickness, death away, doesn't that sound contradictory? That what he came to die for is also the cause of it. including every sickness, every disease in your life. So he can't be this. And then I'll come back again to be the one to take it away. It's only action film that you can see those kind of things. Scripture says that God is good. In him there is no iota of evil. So sickness cannot be a product of the good one. Hallelujah. Why? Because in him, there is no what? No evil. It can't be a product. So very quickly, let's go through. All right, let's read 2 Peter 1, 3 verse 4. And then we'll go through certain misconceptions that, you know, are out there about healing and, you know, divine health. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse, 2 Peter chapter 1, sorry, verse 3 to 4. It says, as his divine power has given, all, given to us all things that pertain to what? Life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who, what? Called us by the glory, by glory and virtue. Verse 4. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through loss. Hallelujah. So when Jesus died for you and I, one of the key things that he came to give to you and I is the same life that he has. We call it Zoe, the life of God. That you might be what? Partakers of the divine nature. So Jesus can be sick. Amen. Jesus can be ill. Hallelujah. He can't have any disease. Amen. So when he died and he rose again, what he came to share with you and I is the divine nature, the same life that he carries. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 says, If the same life that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of us, he will do what? Quicken your mortal body. And I said a few weeks ago that anywhere the word, anywhere he enters, he brings what? Life. It means everything that seems dead. Everything that seems not to be working. Everything that is abnormal. As long as the word of God gets in contact with that thing. It changes everything. It brings life. Hallelujah. Number one misconception. Sickness is for the glory of God. You know, some, some people have scriptures to back up this thing certain times. Number one misconception. That sickness is for the glory of God. And if you check John chapter 9 verse 2 to 3. Sorry, John chapter 11 verse 4. Yeah, and John chapter 9 verse 2 to 3. It talks about the story of Lazarus and the blind man. You know. Um, especially, so he says, when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but what? For the glory of God, that the Son of Man, Son of God, may be what? Glorified through it. 
And so people have taken that as sickness is to show forth God's glory. Amen. But what the scripture was really trying to say, and oh, let me say it like this. There's no glory in being sick. Hallelujah. The glory is, there's no glory in being sick. Amen. But there's glory in healing. So the glory is not in being sick. If not, when Jesus appeared at the, um, at the tomb of Lazarus, when he appeared, he had been dead for how many days? Three days. If not, as he entered that place, they should have been healing him and giving him glory and praising him. They're saying, oh, ah, he's sick. Oh, oh to your glory. To your glory. Oh, you don't show it. There's no glory in being sick. It doesn't give God glory that you and I are put down and set down by any disease or any ailment whatsoever. Praise God. But God's glory is revealed when health is introduced into your body. That's when it gives God glory. Amen. Praise God. Someone say to yourself, there's no glory in being sick. Say it again, there's no glory in being sick. So sickness is not to God's glory. This is the most common one that you probably hear around. That sickness is the will of God. And we hear things like, you know, God heals, but not all the time. You know, sometimes it's not his will. Let's open to Mark, Matthew chapter 8, verse 2 to 3. Thank God we serve a God who is not just able, but is willing. <laughs> verse 2 says, And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing, if you are willing, if, if it's in your power. Verse 3. It says, Then Jesus put out his hand and did what? Touched him, saying, I am willing to be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So, can we answer that question together? Is God willing to heal you and I? I can't hear you, church. Is God willing to heal you and I? Is he his will to keep you sick? I can't hear you. Be confident. Is he his will to keep you sick? And so sometimes we approach God with that mindset. That today he might be willing to heal and tomorrow he might say no. Go and sort out your healing somewhere else. Hallelujah. So God is willing, not just able to heal, but he's also what? Willing to heal you. Willing to set you free. If not, there would have been no provision for divine health. Hallelujah. So God is willing to heal. <laughs> this one. Number three. God does not heal all kinds of sicknesses or diseases. God does not. There's, there, there's a special kind. And you know, believers, we have fallen into this trap. Knowingly and unknowingly. It's a, it's a subconscious thing in our minds that we respond to and you might have faced it before that there are certain things or there are certain ailments in your life that happens that you just feel like God doesn't attend to this kind hallelujah actually some people don't even want to disturb God <laughs> something that has been made available to you on a platter of gold listen the point of reception, the point of you receiving healing is not when it was provided. This thing has been made available in Christ. So what, what happens every time we even say that we receive healing is just to come and receive what is available. God is not just producing it. 
at that point in time. It's there. It's available. It's, it's just come and take. Come and claim it. You have legal right. Amen. It's not something that you have to beg. To say, oh God. This one. Would you be willing to take this one away? Acts chapter 10 verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Ghost and with what? With power. Who went about doing good and healing what all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him Matthew chapter 8 verse 16 to 17 it says when evening had come they brought to him many who were what demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed how many I can't hear you church how many all who were sick and you can imagine that they were all manner, hallelujah, all manner of diseases, all manner of illnesses that were brought to Jesus during his time, during his ministry. Amen. So there's nowhere in the scripture that segregates the kind of diseases or the kind of sicknesses that Jesus attended to. He attended to all, every single one. I want to say it again. The ones that are now the ones that are yet to be discovered, who they will still give names. But we know our confidence is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. At the mention of that name, every knee would what? Bow. That's the confidence that we have. So the name of Jesus doesn't back out. It doesn't back off when it looks like the, the illness has been so long. It doesn't run away from it. Mm -mm. Praise God. It doesn't back off. The word is potent. Amen. So they tell you this is a very critical issue. God doesn't step back and say, this one passed my power. That same Jesus, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. He healed all types of diseases, all types of illnesses, all types of ailments. None that Jesus confronted that stayed behind. As long as the word was introduced to it. So somebody is sitting here at the, at the sound of my voice. You have lost hope already. Why? Because of the length of the matter. And then the enemy has begun, you know, started to whisper. To say there are certain things that he can do. And there are certain things that he can't do. Allowing the traditions of the world, allowing our experiences to form our final authority, not the word of God. Praise God. Someone say the word of God is quick, it's powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. Hallelujah. The word doesn't back down. Number four, which is kind of in relation to the one I talked about, is that God selects who to heal. <laughs> that he picks. Have you ever seen anywhere in the scripture that when God got to a place, he said, you, come. You, come. You know, you are the ones that I can attend to. Your matters are the ones that I can attend to. Someone say, God doesn't select who to heal. He heals all. I can hear you say he heals all. So there is nothing, absolutely nothing that escapes the word of God. Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them by your word. Why? This word is truth. The word of God is truth. So I don't care what the experience is. I don't care what the name is. Sometimes it's the name of the, the sickness that even puts fear. <laughs> ah, they would have conjured, well, is that, 
I know that's the name, right? Something, something. The way they would drop it. Even Apollo self. You know, one time we were at work and we are in a meeting. And so, one of my colleagues was presenting because we usually, you know, share um, tips and all that if there's anything going around, you know, personalities, blah, blah, blah. So, person I mentioned conjunctivitis. <laughs> Morgana said, is that, which one is that? Is it not Apollo? Just say Apollo now. <laughs> so sometimes the name of the illness is, is like, and you're like, ah. And all the enemy is after is to put fear in your heart. Because as the dimension, a dimension of that name like this, you are you are first of all taking it back. Then you now go to Google and begin to check. Listen, I want to help somebody. Because if you have more of the world inside of you than the word, you will not be able to conquer this life. Information is not bad, but know your limits. Know when to stop and superimpose the word. There's no harm in trying to find out. Find out all, but make sure that when you are living there, you carry this word and say, what does the word of God say? Some of us are too knowledgeable about the disease than the word of God. You are too knowledgeable about the sickness, the ailment, and what the word says about it so you are trying to exercise faith but you can't you know why you are filled with different information more than the word scripture says let the word of god dwell in you how how much richly let it dwell inside of you richly how does faith come faith coming by what hearing and hearing by what the word of god you know for the past how many weeks now we've been talking about hearing God, hearing God. This has been a consistent thing that we have been hearing. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Somebody is thinking, eh, is it not that you can never have too much of his word? Can never have too much of his word. We read a scripture two weeks ago. Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart with what all diligence. For out of it, what? stems the issues of life we just read verse 20 to 22 you know of that verse as long as the word of god is in your heart he says out of it stems the issues of life your health your mental state everything your physical state your business your career everything proceeds out of the heart hallelujah and so we must what have the word of God. Amen. We must push away all of these things that we have seen, what we have heard, the things that the world has said, you know. <laughs> Fear brings torment. And some of the things that the enemy, you know, the first entry point of the enemy, he just wants, ah, he just wants you to lose God. Amen. Lose God on what? The word of God. He just wants you to bring it down. So that he can find an entry point. And begin to speak fear. Into your heart. Into your heart. Some of you. The reason why. The reason why it seems like receiving the healing that God has provided. Is because you have seen it in your family line. That's all you have seen growing up. From your great-grandparents to your grandparents, you have seen that trace. So you have taken it as normal. That this is what it is. In fact, peradventure, and I'm speaking to somebody under the sound of my voice. Peradventure, there has been a kind of medication that your family tree has always taken. And guess what? You have also prepared that same medication. Why? Because they have been able to, you know, maybe survive through that medication. Just taking it over and over and over again. And so, that's all you have seen. 
And so you don't even bother engaging the word. You just go ahead and what? Take, take the medicine that, look, this is what has been going on for the past few years. I, 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 I can as well just continue this trend. But today, I break the curse of the enemy. I break that thing over your life. That thing that tells you that this is how it is going to be forever and ever. But where the word of God is introduced, hallelujah, light comes, life appears. You don't have to be in that situation. Amen. You don't have to take it for what it is. You don't have to receive everything that has been handed over to you. We have a more sure word of prophecy. The word of God. The word of God. And so all of these misconceptions, you know, just few things that, that how they affect our minds. Number one is they cause us to have wrong beliefs about God and his word. Number two is that they cause us to believe lies. John 8, 44. <laughs> ah, I like the description of the devil in this, in this particular place. says you are your father he wasn't speaking to us amen he said you are your father you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer this is speaking about the devil he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth hallelujah because there is no truth in him he says when he speaks he speaks from his own resources another version says he speaks from his character he says for he's a liar and is a father of lies so it says no truth comes out of the devil's mouth there is no truth in him so that thing he speaks to you that fear he's putting in you guess what it's a lie scripture says in john 10 10 the devil comes to what steal kill and what destroy but i have come to give you what life in abundance that's why Jesus came. So that you and I can have life. So that you and I can what? Have life. And have it in abundance. And you know what lies do? They keep you bound. Because when you believe that this is what it is, it, it continues that cycle over and over again. It keeps you, it keeps you in bondage. So things that should be, you should be set free from, because of the lie of the enemy told to you over the years, you remain in that cage. You remain in bondage. Not being able to pull out and being set free. When you believe these misconceptions and the lies, it also leads to wavering or double-mindedness. Hallelujah. Scripture says that without faith, it is impossible to do what? So please God. James chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. Let's look at that very quickly. It says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So it keeps your heart wavering. Will God, will God do this? Will he not? And you're here and there. You're trying to believe, but yet there is a doubt. There's a wavering going on in your heart. Hallelujah. But if you stay in the word long enough, it clears away every doubt. It clears away every doubt. Every single doubt. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew chapter 15. Now let's talk about Matthew chapter 15 from verse 22 to 28 the theme for today is what healing the children's bread all right let's read this it says and behold a woman of canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying have mercy on me O lord son of david my daughter is severely demon possessed verse 23 but he answered but he answered are not a word and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for, the, for she cries out after us. Verse 24, But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Hallelujah. 
Then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take what? The children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Says, Yet, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I mean, very, very powerful statement. He said, it is not good for me to take what? The children's bread. And just give it to anyone. Let's sing this song together. I am a child of God. How many people know the song? I am a child of God. I am a child of God. He calls me. The people are not, they are laughing. Sing, don't laugh. I'm a child of God. Amen. I am a child of God. I am a child of Oh, he calls me friend. It is not good to what? Take the children's bread. Who are the children that Jesus was talking about here? Ah, people are not sure. Who are the children that Jesus was speaking about? You are the child that he's talking about. It is not. So it means that as a son, as a believer, as a born again Christian, healing is available to you. As a child, born, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son. One of the things on that table, scripture says in Psalm 23, that he prepares a table before you where? In the presence of your enemies. So part of the things on that table is healing. Paint that picture of your father on one side of the dining with several delicacies around the table. Part of the delicacies on that table is health, divine health, healing for your life. So your prosperity is there. Everything is there. Talk about your finances. Everything. It didn't exclude healing. It's right there on that table. Meaning every time you need it, you can always access it. It's not stored away somewhere in heaven that cannot be reached. Hallelujah. Every time you require healing, every time you require it, it's there. You know, when they say, when they serve buffet, what they're telling you is, just choose the one you want. Everything is available. The one you need part time is there. Today you need money, is there. Today you need finance. Somebody wants money. That's what they came to church for. Their, their financial license needs healing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So your healing is there. Your career success is there. Your business, everything is on that table. Children's bread. It's like bread that is served on dining table. God is saying, this thing. So that's why you don't, you don't beg. Do you, who is at the dining table and they are trying to beg? That? But, mommy, daddy, can I? Can, no. When they say, serve yourself. What do you need? Hallelujah. So this thing is a family business. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3. Um, verse 14. Please give me that scripture. It says, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15. It says, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. Amen. So we have a father. 
Romans 8 15. You have been born into a family. It says, For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of what? Adoption, whereby we, call, we cry, What? Abba, Father. Another version says, The spirit of sonship. Hallelujah. So it's a family business. There's a father. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. Are you part of that family? I can't hear you, church. Are you part of that family? So if you are part of that family, it means that the children's bread, healing, is available to you. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 to 5 It says surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him what stricken smitten by God and what afflicted but he was what wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were what by his stripes we are what another scripture says he took away a sickness he took it away hallelujah Toby please come he took away he took someone say took took scripture says that when Jesus died, hallelujah, he died to what in replay, it was, you know, we call it that beautiful exchange. He came to take away something so that we can have life. Hallelujah. So scripture says that he took now that he has taken it, does he have it any longer? He did what? He took it away. You know, there's a difference English is very important too. He took is different from he's taken. And then we drop. It means that you still have some and he's still coming to take it over and over again until it's finished. You take this one. This one can take another 10 years. He's still taking you don't have any other thing. He has taken again to drop. Toby, what can I collect from you? <laughs> Bring this one. And like that. But he said he took once and for all. So there's nothing left for Jesus to do. When he did it, he did it once thoroughly. So he's not still taking away your sicknesses and diseases. He did this once and for all. It says by your by his stripes you are healed past tense no you are being healed amen remember what i said what you call healing has already been made available on the table what we come to do is what to receive the healing thank you very much so someone said god has taken away all my sins sicknesses every ailment Say so he is not taking it away, but he has taken it. Stop holding on to what Jesus has taken. He, you know, sometimes maybe it's like we're trying to help God. That maybe sometimes maybe we think it's too much for him. That's why we want to help him. Stop holding on to what he has already done. Stop holding on to what he has already taken. Every sin, every sickness, every disease has been taken away by God. And what that means is that you don't have it any longer. He paid that price once and for all. Hallelujah. Once and what? For all. He satisfied every legal requirement of the law. So that you and I don't have to have that thing again. 
So it means that sickness on you now is an illegal occupant. He has no legal right to be there. Has no right to be there. If you take your stand on the word, you tell it to exit. Because why? Jesus has taken it. It no longer exists. When he died and rose again, Jesus didn't rise up with some of the diseases and sickness. Everything went with death. So when he resurrected, we resurrected to what? New life. Hallelujah. New life. Nothing could escape the power of resurrection. You know, there are some... <laughs> there is insecticide and there is insecticide. Amen. There is fragrance and there is insecticide. Amen. You know, some insects and all those flying things, they can escape, they can still escape some. Hallelujah. But there are some, you, lock, you just pray, just poof, once, everything collapse. But there are some that will still survive. They will still wiggle their way out. How many people you have? You left your house, you, you in your mind, you have done a thorough walk. You, you even flick, as you were flitting, you did like this on your head too. In case they are inside, you flit. Then when you enter your house, you now see one that's sitting like this. And you're wondering, how did this thing survive? This thing, guess what? It wasn't as potent. But the power in resurrection is too potent for any sin, any sickness to survive. It's too potent. Too potent with faith in your heart, applying the word of God, letting it take root. Ah! Nothing escapes the word. Nothing escapes the word. How do we receive our healing? Number one. Oh, before that, let me just run through this quickly. Number one. So this is no wonder how to receive your healing, alright? Um, just write this. Um, just key things to note. Number one about healing. Number one, healing is our family right. Amen. Healing is our family right. Alright, we just read Romans chapter 8 verse 15. Alright, we, we have been adopted. We have been called sons. Amen. We have been adopted. It's our family right. It belongs to us. Why? Because we are his children. Amen. So it's available as a as a reason of by reason of inheritance amen by the right of inheritance in god's family we can claim our healing number two healing is our legal right we want to put it our covenant right and i said earlier on that jesus fulfilled the legal requirement of the law by dying on the cross as a substitute amen hence we are free from all manner of illnesses Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 we have read those two scriptures and 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 24 and number 3 healing is our redemptive right hallelujah through the redemptive work on the cross we have right to receive our healing Isaiah chapter chapter 53 from verse 4 to 5 which we have read let's read Galatians chapter 3 verse 10 very interesting scripture Galatians chapter 3 Verse 10. It says, For as many as are the works of the law are under what? The curse. For it is written, Curse is everyone who does not continue in all these things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Verse 11. Let's go straight to. All right. But that, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Verse 12. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Verse 13, it says, Christ, come on, let's read this together. One, two, three, go. Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law, having become a cost for us, for it is written, cost is everyone who hangs on a tree. Is sickness part of the cost of the law? I can hear you. Is sickness part of the cost of the law? 
as Jesus taking it away. I can't hear you, church. As Jesus taking it away, do we still have it? Do we still have it? Why? Because Jesus was the substitute. Hallelujah. So, how do we receive our healing? How do we receive our healing? Number one, stand on the word. Stand on the word. Let's look at Psalm 103, verse 2 to 3. Psalm chapter 103, verse 2 to 3. What does the word of God say about your health? What does the word of God say? It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who gives all your iniquity? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Hallelujah. Verse 3. It says, Who forgives all your iniquities and who heals? Oh, okay. <laughs> all your diseases. Hallelujah. Who heals all. So you have a word to stand on. God has not left us helpless. Amen. God has not left us what? Helpless. There is a remedy. There is a subscription to divine health. It's in his word. Proverbs 4 verse 22, verse 20 to 22 that we read earlier on. Hallelujah. It says his word is what medicine to your flesh. is health to your flesh. So how do you stand on the word of God? Is it by putting the Bible down stand is it by putting the bible under your pillow when you are going to sleep at night you are sleeping on the word praise God standing on the word means accepting the word for what it is believing it acting on it amen that's how you stand on the word. Believing the word for what it says. Accepting. You know, I like another, you know, several places in the Bible, especially in the book of Proverbs, it says, take heed to my word. Take heed. It means pay attention to it. Pay attention to what it says. Believe it. Stand on it. Act it out. Hallelujah. How you know, you know, I said earlier on that we all act out our beliefs, and that's how you know whether you believe the word or whether you're standing on the word. You act what it says out. Hallelujah. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. You let the word of God take root in your heart. You know, I've been saying lately that, you know, don't just read the word casually. Amen. Stay on it. Milk it. Meditate on it. Just like Joshua 1.8 says. Meditate on it. Get different angles. You know how goats eat. They take in, bring out again. Chew. Take it back. Bring out again. They are, they're just to make sure that you get the complete dose. Amen. Of what the word of God says. So you stand on the word. This is what it says. You believe it in your heart. Because that's where it starts. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. It says with the heart we believe. Right? And with the mouth we make confessions. Hallelujah. So it starts with the heart. Allow the word of God take root. Listen. Healing starts in the heart. Before it's projected on the outside. Let me say that again. The healing starts first from within. Believing the word. Coming to a place of acceptance. That what the word of God says is what it is. But sometimes we try to quickly look out from the external. And so if we don't say anything. We just assume that oh nothing has happened. The scripture says with the heart we believe. That's the first point. We believe. Do you believe that you are healed? Irrespective of what is going on on the outside. Irrespective of the symptoms that are on your body. 
do you believe or you are still wavering in your heart that I'm, am I actually, you know, because I'm actually healed? Because physical evidence is contradicting what you're saying or what you believe. But there's a higher reality. It's the word of God. Amen. And at every point in time, we must superimpose the word on what? What appears to be our physical reality. So stand on the word. Believe it for what it says. Accept it. Pay attention to it. Meditate on it. Let it take root in your heart. Such that, you know, there are certain times that, I, I can't remember, I think it was a few days ago, I, I was just, you know, sometimes you just, you're just checking your body, you're just, <laughs> you're just finding out that everything is, everything is fine. So, as I was moving, you know, sometimes we just, as I was just moving, I just, I just held somewhere here. I said, this thing is harder than usual. <laughs> what was going on? I felt it. I saw that it was some sort of... I didn't even... I didn't flinch. I didn't flinch. I, the minute I just felt it, I said, oh, this one will go. This is not your permanent residence. Go back to where you are coming from. And I just left it. You know why? Because deep in my heart, I knew that this thing can't stay. Hallelujah. It, it can't just stay. Amen. It cannot just... And that's the same way you must believe inside your heart. Irrespective of physical evidence. Number two. As, I, as I'm rounding up. Number two, don't let the symptoms talk to you. Romans chapter 4, verse 15 to 19. I love this scripture. Romans chapter 4, verse 15 to 19. Number two, don't let the symptoms talk to you. Let's start from verse 16. Alright. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be what? According to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of the law. But also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Who is the father of us all. Verse 17. As it is written. I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him. Whom he believed. God. Who gives life to the dead. And calls those things which do not exist. As though they did. Hallelujah. Verse 18 who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he came so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be verse 19 it says and not being weak in faith he did not consider what his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of sarah's womb verse 20 he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened what? In faith, giving glory to God. It says, Abraham did not consider, not that he did not know, that at that age, people don't give birth. But scripture says that there was a fact presented. What was the fact? That is over i mean almost 100 years that sarah's womb was almost was dead and gone amen but he didn't consider that it means that he saw the information and decided not to dwell on it and decided to dwell on what god said calling him what the father of nations took his eyes off the present reality and chose to believe what God said. That's what Abraham did. So we must learn, even in the, the face of physical symptoms and all of those things, it's not you denying, amen. It's not you denying that it's not there. But you are deciding to take your eyes off what the present reality looks like. And you decide to stand on an eternal truth of God 
superimposing what you might be feeling. Remember what I said? That we don't understand God through feelings. We understand him through his word. Hallelujah. So it's not by what you feel. What does his word say? That's what you hold on to. And that's what Abraham did. And that's what God has called you to do. That you don't focus on the information. Focus on the truth. Hallelujah. Focus on what? The truth. Number three, let go of doubt. Matthew chapter 13 verse 58. And let's also look at James chapter 1 verse 5 to 7. Matthew 13 verse 58. It says, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Now this was the only place in the Bible. Hallelujah. Of, out of Jesus's, I mean the entire ministry of Jesus. Jesus actually couldn't do many signs and miracles. Why? I can't hear you. Why? Because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. Amen. So let go of the doubt. Let go of the wavering. Amen. What God's word says is what it is. So Jesus was hindered by mere fact that they did not believe. So it means that unbelief can hinder our receiving from God. Can hinder our receiving the healing that is made available from God. Number five, cast your care on God. Jesus cares for you. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, 7. Let's look at that. First Peter 5, chapter 5, verse 7. It says, casting all your care upon him. For what? He cares for you. Do you believe that God cares for you? If you're here, you believe that God truly cares for you. Can I see your hands up? What happens when we, when we decide to hold on to our cares is we are saying we can handle this thing ourselves. You are, you are, you are, you are letting go of the help that is embedded in God and you're saying, God, I can help myself through this situation. And so the tendency when, you know, we, when there's an ailment, you know, is that there's a tendency for you to, you know, be up and all about, you know, carry, trying to carry the cares. You're thinking, oh, how will this thing be? Oh, I've confessed the word, you know, faith and fear, they don't mix. Hallelujah. Just saying water and oil, then there's level. You can't, you can't find them, you know, hallelujah. You can't find them on the same. So, where there is faith, scripture says that perfect love casts out what? Fear. And if you believe the love that God has for you, if you believe that he cares for you, what he does is that he drives away what? Fear. And allows you to stay on him, looking upon to him, the author and the finisher of your faith. So cast your cares on God. For he truly, truly cares for you. Number five and number six. I'm going to say them into, you know, together. Number five, confess the word. And number six, never let go of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say, confess the word. I can hear you say, confess the word. Speak the word. Speak. Speak. Scripture says where the word of a king is, there's what? There's power. God hearkens to his word. So in the, in the presence or in the sight of, you know, physical evidences, we speak the word to the situation. Irrespective of what we see, irrespective of what the situation is. We do what? We speak the word. Sometimes, you know, and that's why I said that even when you don't see, it doesn't mean that it hasn't happened. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even when you don't what? You don't see. It doesn't mean that it hasn't happened. That's why you must first of all believe in your heart. It is what is in your heart that is reflected on the outside. Hallelujah. And number six, I says, never let go of the word. Let me tell you one of the greatest weapons of the enemy in believing. Is that the enemy always tries to chicken you out of what you believe so you have said it once you've said it twice you don't see it then you stop that's what the enemy wants to do to get you off track but what 
never stop declaring the word. 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 What the word of God says is true. The word, thy word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Thy word is truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Is somebody stirred up to receive from God this morning? Say, say to yourself, say the children's bread. Healing is available to me. Say it again, the children's bread. Healing is available to me. Say he has taken away all my sicknesses and all my diseases. Henceforth, I do not have them any longer. Say it again, henceforth, I do not have them any longer. It doesn't matter what I see on the external. It doesn't matter what I see on the outside. It doesn't matter what the symptoms are. I choose to believe God's word. Hallelujah. Say, I choose to believe God's word. I choose to believe God's word. Say, I have a name above every other name. It's the name of Jesus. And I know that every name is subject to that name. Because the word of God says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord. Come on, say, by his stripes, I'm healed. Say it again, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Say, he took it away. He took it away. He took it away. Henceforth, I don't have it any longer. He took it away. Hallelujah. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.